I'm Kelsey, your head pilot. And I'm Riley. And you're listening or watching Pilot Lights, the podcast where a gal and her pal celebrate their love of weed, snacks, and TV. Yeah, and so welcome to our first episode of Burn Cruise, which is our new monthly bonus content for y'all. We are going to be releasing these episodes for you every month on the 20th. So this month, it happens to coincide with like a Wednesday release date, but it won't always be on the Wednesday. So we might just get a random episode from us and it'll be the 20th and then you'll be like, oh, it's time for Burn Cruise, which is really exciting. Part of Burn Cruise is that we are already flying high when we get to you. So we have yeah. done our thing. We are. I'm smoking a joint. Riley's done a couple of dabs. We are not here to focus on the weed at all, or at least not in this way. Not in the way that you're used to us being focused on weed. Right. Like, that's just, like, how we became who we are. Truly. (laughs) Like, deeply who we are. It's the story of how we connected. (laughs) (laughs) So, our first segment in Burn Cruise is Riley Reviews a Recipe. (laughs) Which I'm really excited about, because you like to cook, and I need new inspo a lot. Well, maybe this will get you inspired. Yeah. Um, So I actually made this recipe last night. It's a shrimp carbonara, but it's like a creamy carbonara. It's not one with the eggs and an easy, simple thing. You can make it like with random things in your cabinets if you're creative. Like if you have half and a half milk, cream, you can make cream sauce for it. Perfect. I ended up just doing it with like two tablespoons of cream cheese as a sauce. But I just grabbed a couple of cloves of garlic. The original recipe I was going off of said two cloves, and we all know that's a lie. Yeah, no, everything is minimum five. Especially a carbonara. Like for me, that is garlic. And that is like nice, sweet, rich, sauteed garlic. Yeah. Two cloves? No way. Absolutely not. No. I did five. Yeah. (laughs) Minimum five. Yeah. I would have done more, but this was just like a two-person recipe. Okay. Fair. So, yep. I also I happened to have a butt of scallions sticking around from another recipe I did a couple weeks ago, which was a potato soup. So I stuck I... them in a shot glass, and so now I have fresh scallions because they've just grown all back. I've ordered scallions with my groceries like every week for a month. And you don't get them? And I haven't gotten them. <laughs> What? Why? I don't know. I don't know if people just like buy a lot of green onions on a Monday and that's like the day I pick up my order. Like, I don't know what's happening. But like, I made potato soup a couple weeks ago and I was like, yeah, "Yeah, green onions. No, no green onions for me. I get lucky because I'm right up the street from an Asian market. It has really good greens. They don't have much in the way of other vegetables, but they have so many greens. Right. Right. They have so many microgreens. They have herbs. They have whole nine yards of even things i've never heard of yeah my goal is eventually to figure out how to cook half of that stuff so maybe Mm -hmm. i'll start doing that and exploring that for this so anyways this recipe what you need is garlic onion if you have it if you don't have garlic onion will work um scallion or chive is really like you want that accent but you know dried parsley is also a good option yeah um you'll need as much pasta as you want to (laughs) eat which for some people in your life is a is a lot mountain is a, is a lot there's a reason um, we call them gaston yeah that's real though gaston's di- uh appetite shrunk oh good we don't know well why. We don't i know mean why. not good but 
good in the, the it's big. It's expensive. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I just used spaghetti because I have a lot of it and it's only 99 cents a box and I made like half a box, but I had some shrimp. I had some fresh shrimp, so I put that in there and had some leftover bacon, which I know is a weird sentence. Most people don't have leftover bacon. <laughs> but I had some leftover bacon, but you can also make this with um like diced ham, prosciutto, like any sort yeah. of salty, smoky meat situation. Yep. Um honestly, like a crumbled Italian sausage would be really good in this. Ooh, that sounds good. But all I did was round up the shrimp yep. two minutes aside on yep. medium high heat. Just put a little bit of salt and pepper in there, flipped them once halfway through, so two minutes per side, pulled them out of the pan, and then in the same pan, I just tossed in a little bit of butter and the garlic, sauteed that down, and then I added half a cup of the pasta water, like yep. maybe three quarters of a cup of the pasta water, a splash of milk, about a tablespoon of flour, let that simmer and get thick, and then yep. I added two tablespoons of cream cheese, stirred that all up, Ooh, tossed in... Good scallions and then i also had some frozen peas so i put some peas in there yeah, that sounds... the bacon bits that i had and the shrimp back in and then i just coated the finished pasta and that sounds delicious i put in a half cup of parmesan so yeah. my favorite part of the story which riley has not told you is the oh, text no. that i got while i was in the shower that said from riley like before i got in the shower she's like i'm gonna make a shrimp carbonara i was like cool i'm gonna go do yoga which was a lie i laid on the floor <laughs> and immediately went i don't want this and i went and showered i don't want a yoga today <laughs> no i laid i laid there and i was like nope nope no and for like maybe two seconds but so i was in the shower and right riley's like okay but i just got really high and now i have to do this i can do this <laughs> <laughs> it felt like going up a giant mountain. I was like sinking into the couch and say, like, "Okay, I really want to cook right now. Though it'll feel so good to cook." So I ended so up so many steps though. On I have like big green headphones that are noise canceling, and I put those on, and then I have this playlist called the Bops and Tingles. Yeah, yeah, that's real. And so I put that on, and I just sort of like grooved out while I was doing the thing, and then twenty minutes later, dinner was done. I love that feeling. That's kind of what I did with my dinner, except that somehow either I or someone walking through my kitchen to get a glass of water or whatever hit the oven button. So, like, because I have a touchscreen mm -hmm. oven that's directly at hip level. So, like, if you have a belly, sometimes you turn it on or off while you're stirring something. Or, like, you hit the thing Convenient. when you walk by. Mm -hmm. And, yeah. It... And there's, like, a lock on it, but it's such a pain in the ass to unlock that I, like, never set it. So I like one time you had it locked and I was trying so hard and I couldn't. I couldn't. Yeah, and, like... I'm and then I felt like it was going to explode because it feels like it's sending codes for nuclear warfare. That's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> it's so much. Yeah, it's so much. It's, like, just fucking let me cook dinner. Jesus. So, <laughs> so my oven got turned off, so I was bummed <laughs> because i was so hungry it was fine i just had to wait 20 more minutes but like oh so they did it like turn off in the middle of cooking yes yes so i just like turned it back on for 20 more minutes it was fine it's chicken thighs and sweet potato hash there's oh, really yeah. no fucking it up that's true it is what it is that sounds delicious we're gonna post a image of that recipe on our social media yes yeah i'm actually just gonna like make a little 
little graphic for us. Yeah. Fun. A so, it won't have pictures. I literally ate it in like 30 seconds and my phone was dead and I was so hungry I didn't care. Right. So, but if sorry, you y'all. make it, send us a picture. Yeah. It'll be Honestly, backwards. And it can be totally made with a can of butter, too. Mm, I was going to say that. Mm. Could, yeah, you could really medicate that in many ways you if really you wanted could. to. Yeah. THC milk. I should have used some of that. Yeah, that sounds really good. Last time I used that, I ended up melting into the couch, and I called Gaston while they were at work and made them come home because I thought I was going to die. Like, I thought I was really sick, and I, like, couldn't get off of the couch because I was like, I'm going to vomit. We're going to get to it. Don't, don't you worry. don't feel well. <laughs> don't you worry. And Gaston came home, and I was just really hot. Well, so this is kind of the perfect segue to our next section, Riley. So good job. Our next section is stoner stories. So these are listener submitted stories, you guys' stories. So please send us your stoner stories. You can email them to us at pilotlights at gmail.com. And put stoner stories in the description if you can remember, but if you don't, I'll know what it is probably. But we'll that would figure it out. help me. Or you can go to pilotlights.com and on our contact page, we have a little drop down menu place for you to just submit your stoner story right there. If you don't want us to use your name, that's totally fine. Just let us know. Well, we did get permission from one of our story people today to use their name, but not the other one. So yeah, Riley, this is kind of <laughs> so on the vein of Riley's last story. This is sort of the edibles edition of Stoner Stories. I'm sure we were going to get tons of edible stories because that's like really what they are for most people, right? But if you have one to submit, send it to us. If it is edibles related, we may just do another edibles edition. You want to get us started? Yeah. I'm excited. All right. So this is submitted by Lish. Here's my stoner story. So I had these super awesome cookies that a friend made. Half a cookie would get you super high. Mm -hmm. They were so potent that when I told my husband not to be a big baby and eat a whole one, he threw up like the exorcist. Have you... Okay, wait. So we both know Lish. Have you met Lish's husband? I have not, actually. Okay, so this is, like, way funnier if you know him. He's skinny. He's very serious. I've seen pictures. Yeah, I've seen He's very serious. Yeah, so... (laughs) Him throwing up, like, the exorcist is hilarious to me. All I'm thinking about is one of my exes vomiting in a tent after getting too high. Anyway, oh no. It was bad. So anyway, I'm home alone late one evening and I decide to have one. I'm feeling pretty good and then I realize, oh, I've had these for a while. They're going to go bad soon. And since I was too high to be smart enough to put them in the freezer, I decide, I'll just eat them all. Oh. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. All I'm thinking of is that TikTok sound. It's just, oh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I ate four of these cookies. Oh, no. I thought I was dying. At one point, my phone rang, and it was a friend. I was so grateful that someone (laughs) called me because I was so afraid I was about to keel over. My battery was low, so I said, let me plug in my phone, BRB. I couldn't get the port into my phone. It took me a half an hour to get a phone (laughs) My dear patient friend waited on the other side the entire time. That's a good friend. I would have hung up on your ass. (laughs) 
<laughs> you would have. You I would have been like, I don't have time for this. I actually got butt dialed by my boss last night, like right as I was about to clock out. And I'm like sitting there and sometimes he does this thing where he'll like call me while he's on hold with someone else and they'll have picked up by the time I pick up. And then he's like talking to this other person. So I thought that's what was happening at first. Yeah. And I'm like, boss, boss. And then I hear his kid, and I was like, never mind, and just hung up. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I totally oh, would have hung up on this hand. person, or you, or literally anybody. Yeah. I have no patience well, for that. I think it depends on who it is. If I'm having a conversation while this person's struggling to plug in their phone, yeah. I would, you know. I would have just been like, call me when you figure it out, friend. <laughs> I'll call you back I in 20. to do. Figure it out. <laughs> figure it out. <laughs> Get your finger out of your ass. <laughs> okay. Are you ready? I am so ready. I'm so excited. Okay, so we have two of these for you guys today. Hi, pilots. To protect the victims, all names and locations have been omitted and or altered. So, I was in a cover band that booked pretty regular weekend gigs. One of these gigs was at a bar slash restaurant in the next state over, and it also happened to be the day that my significant other and I moved into our new apartment. My guitarist was planning on swinging by my new place to pick me up so that we could carpool to the venue and back. Well... Oh, God. Can you remember being that close to people? Right? I know. I'm like, ooh, why would you get in a car with someone, like, willy-nilly like that? Why would you go to another state? Ew. Anyway. Ew. Ew, New Hampshire. Ew. Ew. I'm assuming that's what we're talking about. These people might not be from Maine. It could be somewhere else. That's fair. I don't <laughs> like, know where they're from. Ew, Iowa. <laughs> I don't know. It was just the first state that came to mind when I said ew. <laughs> Is Iowa? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've never been west of Tennessee. I have literally no idea. And my conception of the Midwest for many, many years was just that existed to make our map bigger. And, like, therefore we yeah. looked more powerful, but those people didn't, like, actually exist. I've been to the Midwest I've twice. Never. Indiana, Kansas, and Missouri. And I visited an all-girls college in Missouri. I was supposed to go to Wisconsin this last year, but... Oh, right. Right. For Butch Charming's wedding. But then COVID happened, so I did not yep. go to Wisconsin last year. And, like, Nashville, like, Tennessee doesn't count. And I haven't, I mean, I haven't been to Tennessee yet this year, but I went to Tennessee with Gaston and, and Snow White yeah. that ridiculous time. Which, oh honestly, God, I should tell you, that story sometime. because You it, should tell that story. It is like a stoner fever dream. Me, you were texting me the entire time during it. Mm -hmm. And you're like, I'm so high and I can't believe this is happening and that this is real life right now. That whole trip was like a stoner fucking fever dream. I was like, what the fuck is happening to me? Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. Remember, we're reading this story, not my story. Okay. My guitarist was planning on swinging by my new place to pick me up so that we could carpool to the venue and back. Well, with all the stress of the move, I was not in a good place mentally or physically to perform a four-hour gig, plus loading in and loading out all our gear. But then I Jesus. remembered the cookie my friend had given me a couple days before and thought that might put me in a better mindset. But my friend had specifically warned me that this batch was potent. 
I ate half the cookie while I waited for my ride, and then right as I left the apartment, I ate the other half in a fit of rage? Desperation? (laughs) Insanity? All of the above? It was during a mid-trip gas station stop that I started to feel weird and a bit queasy. By the time we got to the venue, I could barely make it up the stairs because I was so high that I barely knew where I was. I ordered some chicken tenders at the bar to try and settle my stomach, but as soon as they arrived, I took one look at it and knew I was gonna roll. I ran to the bathroom and didn't quite make it to the stall before I puked all over the floor. Mortified... I left the bathroom and let my bandmates know what had just happened. I blamed it on, quote, food poisoning from something I had eaten earlier, which was, you know, not entirely untrue. No, not not at all. I mean, that's what I've said before. Like the first time I got sick and I had to call out of work, the first time I ever took edibles, I had a similar experience and I said it was food poisoning. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not wrong. The missing... The not quite making it to the toilet part is bridesmaids level for me right now. Devastating. Yeah, yeah. Long story short, I was so high and nauseous that I couldn't even do the gig. My significant other drove an hour to pick me up. I puked on the way to the car, too. I was a mess and a half. Obviously, me puking on their floor and then skipping out on a gig made for a pretty poor first impression with the venue owners. They blacklisted our band from ever playing at their establishment again. However, their doors closed a few months later for unrelated reasons, I think. So all's well that ends well, I guess. Oh my god. I would... Okay. So, I had a friend who always had these incredible birthday parties. And a few years ago, I was at said birthday party. And I showed up with a cube of pink wine. Not a not yeah, a box, but a cube do. from as, Target. As you do. Right. Mm-hmm. A cube from Target, because a cube is classy. And I drank the vast majority of said cube of wine. And I think I had, like, shared a few cups with other people. But I drank, like, probably three quarters yeah. of that. So that's, like, three bottles of wine. And then I walked... Maybe not quite that much. Well, it's four mm-hmm. bottles in one of those. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I walked into the living room, and there was a friend who had a bong that was, like, literally as tall as me. So I took a hit off of this giant bong. But I lived two blocks away, so it was, like, no big deal. I was like, yeah. just going to walk home, right? Whatever. And so I get home, but I don't remember getting home at all. At all. And the next morning, I'm getting, like, texts and updates about the party and whatever, like, you do the next day. And I'm making fun of a couple of my friends who are significantly younger than me because I'm like, oh, all the babies threw up last night. That's cute. And my partner was like, do you not remember doing that? And I was like, what are you? I didn't throw up. No. (laughs) And they were like, you sure did a whole lot. All the way home. <laughs> oh my god. So yeah, that's my uh, throwing up because of too much weed story. And I mean, a box of wine. Here's my throwing up. No, I'm not going to tell one from too much weed, but this one's way funnier. 
Okay. Um, I mean, I was stoned at the time because I was getting ready for bed when this all happened. <laughs> so I had already had like two full bowl packs and probably a dab or two at this point and mm-hmm. my sleepy meds. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And Gaston looks at me and they're like, my kidneys hurt. I'm like, okay, maybe I should go to bed wearing clothes in case we have to go to the hospital. And yeah. as I, like, get out of bed to, like, put on pajamas, like, just in case we have to leave, Gaston looks at me and they're like, we have to go now. We have to oh, go no. right now. I'm going to start barfing. Oh, no. So we sprint out of the house. We see our insane neighbor, who's this wonderful, like, Italian grandmother who's bananas and swears at us in Italian. And I love her to pieces. And she calls me sometimes. She called me this night, actually. But we're running to the car, and I was like, can't talk. Molly, get in the car. Uh-huh. And so we get in the car, and I'm driving, and Gaston's holding a poop bucket in their lap. And I'm driving down, like, Daring Ave to get to the hospital. Yep. And as we're coming back up the hill at the hospital, like, basically yep. right there at that light where it intersects Congress, yep. I'm sitting there, and this white Hyundai Sentra pulls up next to me, and there's, like, five bros in this car. Oh, no. Like five. And at this moment, Molly vomits in the front seat. (laughs) And I, all of a sudden, I cannot contain it. I make eye contact with all five of the bros in the white Sentra, and I just... All down the side of the car. And then I look at the light, and the light is red, and I'm mortified, so I just go... I just, like, ran the light. I was just like, I have to go to the hospital now. (laughs) That's awful. That's awful and hilarious, and I am so sorry. And then we get there, and I leave the car, like, in front of the valet that's in front of the emergency room. We run inside, and Gaston's still holding the bucket. And because this was during Rona times, we get in, and when you enter the hospital, they actually make you take off whatever mask that you wore in yeah. and change it out from one of the hospital masks. Uh-huh. And Gaston's not wearing a mask because ejection you- is happening. And <laughs> they go to hand them a mask, and they're like, hey, you can put this on now. Gaston's holding the bucket, and it's just sort of like, and wanders back to the front door where we walked in next to a fake plant and just like puts it on the floor <laughs> and then walks all the way back across like the entryway like the little foyer back to the front desk to triage i am so baked right now this is like the best story i've ever heard <laughs> it was ridiculous it's absolutely ridiculous i love i love this story and i'm glad it wasn't my reality because oh then, i don't handle that well so this is like at like nine forty-five, uh-huh. and we're waiting in the waiting room waiting in the waiting room and this whole time the car covered in vomit on the side is still in front of the doors mm. parked outside of the emergency room oh I, I had the keys they didn't ask me for them right nothing like that and then I, it clicks with me. I'm like, okay, I better go out to valet. So I go out to valet and I look at the side of the car and the nurse had given me like a plastic bag for the bucket we had. Yeah. And I just sort of took the, the plastic bag covered bucket and like scraped it off the side of the car in front of the emergency room and then put the bucket into another bag inside of the car and bring it home. 
And then I give the valet guys the car keys and I was like, here you go. Can you park this? I don't know how long this is going to take. And they're like, yeah, absolutely. We'll take care of it. And then like an hour passes and my phone rings and I'm in the lobby and I'm thinking maybe it's the valet guys or something. Mm-hmm. And I answer it and it's my crazy Italian neighbor asking, are you guys okay? Do you need anything? Oh my it's God. like 1130 at night. And I'm just like, no, 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 we're fine. We're fine. Uh, I'm going to let you go. And then I finally get to go home around like 1 a.m. Because oh, no. finally Gaston's admitted. So I can go home because they don't let me in past the waiting room. Right, right. So I leave to go home. And I have like the puke bucket in the front seat next to me and the vomit all the time inside it. I'm like oh. trying not to lose it the whole way. Oh, God. It was a nightmare. It was an absolute nightmare. That sounds terrible. But, like, the worst part was the fact that I was going through all of this while inebriated and under the influence, but it wasn't because of that, but it made the whole thing much more surreal. Yeah, I know. I can't imagine the lights and, like, the hospital and having, (laughs) just having the idea of, like, Gaston, like, wandering shuffling back to the doors with this like bucket and just being like i don't know what to do with it yeah i'm like oh i need an adultier adult but we're the adultier adults i know it's terrible it's the worst it's the worst i cancel my subscription to adulthood Ugh, i'm done i've been done for a long time Okay, so super quick before we talk about what we're watching, I have a story about the person we were just talking about who shall now remain nameless. I got a text the other night from my mom saying that her person that she is seeing who is a grower in the Michigan area was going to send us some cookies to eat and then we can do a podcast and then they can listen. And I was like, she's like, that's how it works, right? And I was like, first of all, And so it's like, we have paid sponsors, mom. Like, no, like, that's not how this works. If he wants to get in on that, like, I can send you the deets. But like, I was like, and we do like main wheat. So like, this isn't going to work. I was like, however, you can send me those cookies. I will eat them and call you. Uh Yeah, I will eat them and have a good time. But yeah, it's like, that's so presumptive, mom. First of all, you've clearly never listened. We have paid sponsors. Hi, Georgie. Okay, so what are you and Georgie been watching and Gaston, I suppose? I know what it is. I don't even have to ask. Oh, yeah. Criminal Minds. What seasons? Season 13. We're almost done with season 13 and then 14 and then 15 because they were all just put on Hulu. Mm-hmm. And they're our favorite. It's true. It is But, like, true. season 13 gives you a heart attack halfway through because they completely dissolve the BAU halfway through season 13. And it's I, just, like, done. I forgot about that part. Yeah, that's real. Yeah. I, I haven't seen 13, 14, 15. So we pretty much watch, like, three or four episodes of that a day right yeah, now. Yeah, that's real. Because we're still in denial about Hellstrom. Okay. So you and I each watched... So I watched the whole thing, but I checked out at around episode seven and i like could not follow the ending of it i tried twice yeah i think what we were talking about doing is that we're up to episode eight right now Mm -hmm. and we don't want to watch the last two episodes just found out that it's canceled because Mm -hmm. disney's dissolving their whole marvel chapter so that's going 
Sayonara, and this was the last Marvel TV show they decided to make, and okay. so it's gone. But we're talking about starting it over from the beginning so we can, like, get a bit clearer view, because it's really, it is really hard to follow. Yeah. Truly, yeah. it's hard to follow. It's good. Yeah. But it's hard to follow. And, like, I feel like a lot of things, it feels like kind of how I felt when I watched The 100, like, a lot of things happen in every episode. There's, like, yeah. 18 storylines an episode. So, like, you can be just a couple episodes apart and be in, like, vastly different situations than you were, you know, like, Patrick, have you watched The 100 at all? I've watched a little bit of it, um, like, the first three episodes. Okay, so, like, it it changes vastly from season one to season seven. Like, mm-hmm. completely. And so, like, Patrick and Rory would walk in the room and be like, is this still the same show? And I'd be like, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so that's still how I kind of felt about Hellstrom. Yeah. Are you watching anything else yeah. besides CSA? Bob's Burgers, always. Always is the answer. That's our that palate cleanser. Yeah, that's real. That and and Mike Chen, who's a food blogger who travels all over like Asia. And yeah, South is America. that the stand-up comedy you sent me today? No. Oh, okay, because you sent me something that was six minutes long, and I do not have that much time. <laughs> I can give you the shortened version of it. <laughs> sure. It's about these four Canadian friends. Mm-hmm. And the story is told by a gentleman who's, I would say, maybe 180 and six foot two. I guess. Yeah. Pretty yeah. sturdy, sturdy. Sturdy dude. Yeah. Yeah. Going, um, he, taking a road trip from Canada and driving down to Florida for spring break one year with his friends, um, Hoss, Tank. Oh, gosh. And Beef. I don't know. They, they have ridiculous names. Canada and names. They only have $400 for their whole trip, and they run out of money, and they don't have gas to get back home. And they see this big sign that says, contest, award, $5,000, apply within thing. And it's happening in, like, an hour. So they go inside, and they're like, all right, so, like, it's in some sports arena. They're like, all right, what kind of sporting event thing are are we signing up for? And they're like, oh, no, 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 it's actually a, a drinking game. And the Canadian guy goes, so do you want to just give us the check now? <laughs> and it ends up being like the swimming relay where you like swim a lap, have to chug a beer at the end, and then swim back. Oh, that sounds awful. And they're all fighting about who's going to go first because it's like these three giant dudes. And they're all like, he says they're all over 300 pounds. They're all giant, giant yeah. men. And... They're in, like, cut-off jean shorts because they don't have anything else. And yeah. they're at the end of the swimming pool, and they're fighting about it. And this one guy is like, well, I think I'm the fastest swimmer. And the other guy goes, well, I'm thirsty. <laughs> and they end up winning the other, like, team. The other swimmers are, like, wearing Speedos, and yeah. they're actual swimmers. And they, of course, like, get to the end of the pool first. And they just pick up the beer jug and just go... And take a small sip and then rest it because, like, that was a big gulp for them. Right, right. Okay. And so then Haas finally gets there and he just downs the whole thing and jumps back in the water and starts doggy paddling. And they won their first heat by seven minutes. Oh, my Lord. So they ended up not even finishing the rest of the race. Nobody else had to tag in. And they just walked away with $5,000. That's amazing. I want to win $5,000. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, that was... The stand-up thing. That story. So, confession. I'm now on season three of 90 Day Fiance. 
I literally finished season two right is before it, we recorded. Is it worth going on then? Because I've been wanting like some trashy television. And it I'm is pure to trash. It, it is. Great. I you are you want to hate everybody, and I can't watch the reunion shows like because it's just too much secondhand embarrassed. You have to watch these people watching themselves, which is hard for a lot of people anyway. You have yeah. to watch them like being portrayed as the producers portrayed them not as they felt or who they were you know like so there's all of those complicated things so i i don't really like i started watching the reunion show and uh, for season two and i was like uh don't want it so i actually started season three like right right before i mean i like read into so everybody on season one that we all met i ended up reading into like what happened i don't remember any of this now but i ended up looking it all up (laughs) It's pretty fascinating. It's like specifically the Russian girl and that guy, the really awkward one. I ended up looking at them. They're still married and have a have a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I season two was was more of a wild ride. So that yeah, I find like at least one or two people that I like really like each season. Not necessarily whole couples, just like one of the couple usually. Yeah. <laughs> Like, there was a girl from Columbia and a, like, dude named Jake or, no, one of the, he was Jeremy and the brother was Jake on season two. And the girl from Columbia was named. Oh, so the brothers were on the show? Well, it was Jeremy that she was engaged to in California, but his brother was named Jake and, like, it was this whole thing. She was lovely and amazing and I just wanted to be, like, her bestie. And he was such a bro, and I was like, you could do better. But, like, he came around, and he did a good job, you know? But, like, so there was that one. In the second season, there's a Christian, very young Christian interracial virgin couple where he is from the U.S. and she's from South America. and Mm -hmm. But they met in Australia at, like, a Bible thing. But while she was here, she was living with his sibling because they didn't want to, like, break their vow. But they got married faster than the 90 days because they were also like, we need to bone. (laughs) But his dad doesn't believe in interracial marriages. So there was a lot of, like, super cringe moments. But then, like, some, like, okay, dad's at least coming around on a personal level, you know? So, like, moments, too. So they, and they were both, like, she was also, they were both kind of endearing. And, like, I have been those kids, you know? So I just was like, aw, just get to Bone Town, kids. But they, like, were really cute. They were just, like, real cute. And then there was a Nicaraguan pop star that fell in love with a girl named Chelsea from Illinois. Which, like, I don't understand. (laughs) Okay. And then there was a guy from Florida who was like 38 and was like totally like one of those guys who makes his living by like buying crap at flea markets and like reselling it on eBay because he might make money on it. I have a friend who does that, but they actually make money on it. I know, but like he, it just seems like an excuse for some like borderline hoarder behavior. Oh, yeah. And he was engaged to a 23-year-old Brazilian girl who was fucking smoking hot. And they kind of hated each other the whole time, but then they ended up getting married in Vegas. So I guess it's fine. Okay. And then 
Then the like real jams was this like older mid forties mom of three teenage girls, lower class, weirdly redheaded woman who was married to like a twenty or engaged to like a twenty three year old super handsome dude from Tunisia. And that was where the drams was. Yeah. What happened? I have to watch, right? God damn it. <laughs> like, oddly, into Yeah, no, I know. So I'm going to go watch season three, like, literally the second we hang up. <laughs> Honestly, maybe that's what I'll do yeah. in between episodes of Criminal Minds, because, like, I need a good palate cleanser. Well, so, like, trashy reality TV might just fit the bill. Yeah, trashy reality TV is, like, my private pleasure. When there's other people in the room, I've been watching Shit's Creek. Because Rory's yeah. like, Rory's like, doesn't know where he is in the storyline, but finds the whole thing like very funny. And we just both find like Catherine O'Hara just like such a fucking delight to watch. That, like, I love her so fucking much. Oh my God. And when you get further in, there's this whole bit about this movie that she makes in Bosnia and like, he and I like cannot stop cackling about it. Is it the bird movie? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's that. Yep. And then there's a lot of feelings. So then I cry, you know. So like it's a good one for that. And then Patrick made me watch Into the Spider Verse with him, which was like, I love that. So I much. actually really loved it. I'm really grouchy that it took me this long to watch it. I was like so resistant the about it. Animation is beautiful. Like the animation is so fun. Fucking Nick Cage as Spider-Man Noir like cracked me the mm-hmm. fuck up the whole time. Yeah. I like am that little anime spider girl. Yes, who's <laughs> designed by Gerard Way of My Chemical Romance. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I watched season 9 of Letterkenny in which um Stuart is called knockoff Gerard Way. He really is, or a knockoff Skrillex. I think I don't remember if we've had this conversation on air once or not. I don't remember if we or were we on air, but we definitely had this conversation recently. We sure did. And then I got Rory into the stand. Oh, good. And so we are like watching it together, which is good. And so we're on episode, episode three. Three out now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we watched episode three this week. Perfect. Yeah. Did you watch the second episode? I did. Yeah. Are you into it? Yeah, I'm so into Very. it. So into Very. it. Like, I'm... You don't meet him till next episode, but I'm gonna, like, give a slight spoiler away, which, like, again, this is fucking pop culture from the 70s. You should know it. It's fine. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> They cast a hearing actor to play a deaf character. I heard about that. Which I don't love. Their justification is that, like, there are parts where this character has to be a sort of, like, totally passing talking person. And so I'm like, yeah, but, like, there are deaf people who can speak well enough for us to understand. Like, Marley, what's her name? It was in Seventh Heaven, like, speaks yep. all her own stuff. Like, that's not my favorite choice that they made. Yeah. However, 
there's a character that in the book is written because again this book's from like 1978 we had really different understandings about adults with disabilities and sort of how we talked about that and how we even like described those characters and so like in the book he's written as this like child in an adult body type of thing and we know now that that's not really a complete picture of disability and so this character they've sort of updated to be a character with chronic childhood head trauma and he is like super working on his coping skills and you can see him do like like there's like a script that he has that he gives to new people that he encounters and you can see him where he starts he goes <sighs> every time and like gets the whole thing out and it's just for me who has been around a lot of folks who are part of the way we talk about disability and sort of changing that language i have a friend who's doing a disability study like higher level degree right now you know and so, and having a child with disability who just like, it, it's, it's like lovely and refreshing to watch them sort of get it right in a way, you know? Yeah, of course. So yeah, like not that they're, it's perfect by any stretch of the imagination and not like, and they have like, a fucking start. right. And they have like clearly yeah. a man who's like developmentally able, like in his regular life, you know, playing this character. However, he is like very committed to it. And from what I've like read and listened to on other podcasts and stuff like that about it. And so, and he's really trying to approach it as someone who knows a lot of folks with, um, CTE, which is like mm-hmm. cr- chronic traumatic encephalitis, which is like football players and wrestlers and, you know, yeah. boxers and the head injury sports. So you yeah. Have this <laughs> you have that cat. <laughs> well, he- to get to the snake and the snake's been like really hungry lately so she's just been coming out a lot um, yeah but we just her and she's still like nice horn yeah right for me oh which means george is like snake yeah snake, snake for me snake for me yeah um like we've been waking up and he's been on top of the snake cage oh my gosh the only other mm-hmm. thing i want to talk about is lana getting into santa jaws because they were both just so good, and they're on Amazon Prime, and they're both terribly good. They shouldn't exist. Lamageddon is especially really bad. Like, really bad. <laughs> but with enough weed, anything is good as far as I'm concerned. Until it's bad again, and you're puking out of the side of your girlfriend's ride. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Ugh. Ugh. Well. Well. You- if you like that new episode, please make sure you're subscribed wherever you listen. <laughs> and please do make sure you leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Come back every Wednesday at 4.20 Eastern Standard Time for our new episodes where we get high, eat snacks, and watch the pilot episode of your favorite TV shows. You can also join us over on Patreon for as little as a buck a month where we get the video versions of all our episodes, including Burn Cruise. And we're going to be doing... wearing a bra. Does that add any value for anybody? Does anybody May- care? Maybe, maybe. Me. I might give right. you a dollar later. I probably owe you a buck. It's fine. You're not even wearing a shirt. <laughs> right? <I laughs> right. <know. laughs> 
We're also going to be doing Dab 8 Club over on Patreon. And if you join us at the $5 and up level, you'll be in on our sticker of the month club. And I just sent out all of our stickers for January. And we definitely still have a few left. So if you want to get in on that, make sure you sign up at patreon.com forward slash pilot lights. Any level gets you video content, all of our bonus episodes and $5 and up gets you stickers. Who doesn't love stickers? I love stickers. And we eat stickers on like everything. I know you love stickers more than I love stickers. My problem is that I need to find the special thing to put the special sticker on and that special thing never appears. Yeah, I got some really special stickers for my planner last year, and now I'm, like, sad that it's 2021 and I don't have those special stickers anymore because I stuck them on something. Right, like my Leslie Nope sticker that I got myself last year. I kind of wonder if I'm, like, really careful about it, if I can just, like, peel it <laughs> and then put it on the new one. All right, we'll figure this out later. Or you could cut it out and tape it on. No, because the cover's really thick. Oh. Oh, that's so fun. Okay. Bye. Bye.